with Catherine Toon Podcast. All right, everybody. We're going to talk about, oh, something so happy. It just might make you happy. We're going to talk about you are God's delight. And, you know, this is more of a an experiential um, session, a little less theological, uh, but it's theologically sound. And, you know, this is your birthright. Uh, This is your birthright to feel God's pleasure, to feel his delight. You know, we, um, we all know, we are very aware, most of us, of our shortcomings, uh, even if it's on a subconscious level, because a lot of the people that you think are like, well, they think they're all that in a bag of chips. Underneath all that is a real sense of, uh, worthlessness or not good enough. And so that there's this facade or this overlay of being this incredible kind of narcissistic, amazing. And the truth is we all are amazing. Uh, but it doesn't come from a narcissistic place. It comes from the place of tracking with who we were created to be. If you're in the image and likeness of God and you are his workmanship created before the foundation of the world to do the good works which you prearranged and made ready for you to live, um, all of that to walk in, um, you are amazing by design. And that is based on a creator who is amazing and beautiful and powerful and lovely and humble and glorious and all of these things. And so resting in humility in the greatness that he's made you to be every single human being, Every single human being, you are not the exception. And, you know, to to think that you are the exception is actually prideful. (laughs) So, right, because that's not what God is saying. So who are you to say something different from what God is saying? And we do this all the time, (laughs) but it's actually prideful. And this is a a healing issue. It's, It's something that God is after, you know, when you can rest in in how God made you and who you are as a son and as a daughter um, and just be confident and and comfortable in your own skin and, and growing in the knowledge of who God is and who you are in his image and likeness. And then you can actually get your eyes off yourself and your insecurities uh, or what you think is some sort of like greatness different from what God is saying or whatever, then you can actually contribute. Then you can actually uh, release creation from its bondage, which is what we are, are called to do ultimately and by loving as he loves. And so uh, this is very foundational. And living in the delight of God means that we're not trying to earn acceptance, that we're just accepted, which is true. Um, living in the delight of God doesn't mean we're trying to be someone. We already are someone. When you're trying to be someone and earn something, that means you're not that and you're trying and, and you don't have that. But when you are that and you have that, you can just rest and operate out of that place, operate out of the place of fullness. And this is a healing place. To be delighted in is a healing place because we've all experienced rejection. We've all experienced abandonment. We've all experienced um, 
horrible things in our lives, loss and a sense of aloneness and all of this. And so this is where we're coming from, but it's not, um, it's not where God has us. He, he you know, Jesus um, started his ministry out of this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased, but he'd already been tracking with his father, right? He'd already been tracking. I must be about my father's business. Well, yeah. So he knew that he had a father. He knew he was accepted and approved by the father. He knew he had some business to do in union with his father. And so at this age of 12, uh, which is where this reference is, and he was operating from that. So that when the trial came with the temptation in the wilderness, you know, if you are the son of God, if you are the son of God, if you are the son of God, prove it. Well, I'm not proving nothing. I don't have to. You don't have to. You are a son of God. You are a daughter of God, uh, beloved in whom he's well pleased, which is why, by the way, he is relentless at pursuing all these false ways of being that we prop up our egos. Uh, we have we have a false pride or false humility, which is pride. <laughs> and we're trying to earn something to be something. Yeah, he's after all of that. You know, it goes down slowly a lot of times because, um, you know, we we prop ourselves up and we have all done it. I've done it. Um, and he, I'm, I'm sure I'm still doing it. And so he gets to help me. Uh, do better all the time. But I have learned, and you can too, thank you, Jesus, to rest in this place of pleasure more and more and more. And when I arrive, I will come find you, but um, I'm not worried about it. I'm in flowing with the process and he's pleased with my process. I don't do it perfectly, um, but I get his pleasure in my imperfection. And so you're perfect in in his perfection um, with the imperfections that you're manifesting, but you are growing as a son and daughter. And this is pleasing to God, the more you track with that. But you know what? Even if you're not tracking with it at all, he's still pleased with you. Why? Because you're a son and daughter. You are just blind, right? And in the places where we're violating love and we're doing horrible things. Now, he's not pleased with the horrible things. He's not pleased with all the false ways of being, but with who you are, yeah. Yeah, when he created creation of which uh, men and women were the epitome of his creation. Ooh, it was very good, right? Ooh. And you understand he created creation for his sons and daughters, not to compete with one another for identity, worth, value, significance, security, all of it, right? But to rest in the fact that you have a, a father who has infinite supply for his sons and daughters, but it's going to come from the place of, um, of his pleasure from the place where we're, where we're already all that and we're operating from that. So let's, uh, let's dive in. Uh, you know, this started off as a, I was doing, getting a prophetic word and, and the Lord, um, and by the way, uh, if you want uh, that, go to my website, catherine2.com and sign up. I, I, I send these out um, usually three times a month. Uh, one of these times I had a a blog, it turned into a blog, which is where this is coming from. So that'll be coming out in October. Uh, but uh, the Lord said, tell my sons and daughters of my delight in them, right? And so this is what we're going to be doing. You know, pain twists us. Pain um, twists us uh, 
in, in our suffering, can twist our identities, um, can twist our ways of being, can twist our behaviors into something where we don't recognize the person in the mirror, right? Uh, we can end up doing despicable things because maybe despicable things have happened to us, but the things that have happened and the behaviors are not true to our identity, so um, he designed us to operate from uh, this place of his pleasure. And I'm going to take you to Proverbs 8, 22 through 31. I know it's a lot of scripture, but it's, oh my God, just let it bathe you and, 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 and caress you and heal you and refresh you, right? Okay, so let's do this. So this is the Passion Translation. And this is wisdom in the beginning. It says, in the beginning, I was there. It's talking about wisdom. For God possessed me even before he created the universe. From eternity past, I was set in place before the world began. I was anointed from the beginning. This is actually Christ. Wisdom is Christ, the spirit of wisdom. Um, before the ocean's depths were poured out, before there were any glorious fountains overflowing with water, I was there dancing. Even before one mountain was sculpted or one hill raised up, I was already there dancing. When he created the earth, the fields, uh, even the first atom of dust, I was already there. When he hung the tapestry of the heavens and stretched out the horizon of the earth. But when the clouds and the skies were set in place and the subterranean fountains began to flow strong, I was already there. When he set in place the pillars of the earth and spoke the decrees of the seas, commanding the waves so that they wouldn't overstep their boundaries, I was there. Close to the creator's side as his master artist. Daily, he filled me with delight in me as I playfully rejoiced before him. I laughed and played so happy with what he had made while finding my delight in the children of men. See, this is where God finds his delight of all the delights. And you look around and, you know, even in a fallen world, oh my goodness, you look at nature, you look at animals, you look at the scene. There's so many beautiful delights and this is the fallen version. Okay. But with all that, his greatest delights are in his kids. Yeah. All his kids. He did, didn't create some, yeah, no, you're a black sheep. Yeah, you're my favorite. Well, we're all his favorite. Why? Because there's only one you. <laughs> so you get to be his favorite. Just quit arguing. And um, Brian Simmons comments, uh, he says, what a beautiful picture we find here of wisdom, in parentheses, Christ, who finds his fulfillment in us. Christ finds his fulfillment in us. Why? This is the greatest of his creation. He is the firstborn. Uh, well, the, I guess he's, he wasn't, he was born on the earth realm, but he's uncreated. Let's be clear. We're created and born, right? And so <clears throat> as we're born in the earth realm, reborn in Christ, as we're awakened to him, we are his greatest delight, right? We are a race of of uh, brothers and sisters of our elder brother. 
that are continually being transformed into his image, not because we're so despicable, like, you know, intolerable in our sinful ways of being, but because we're that good, you're too good to be left alone in a fallen way of being, in a lesser way of being. So he's after everything that doesn't look like love in you. Wisdom here is the personification of God and is actually Christ, which is amazing. Now, what is really interesting here is that the wisdom is the Hebrew word, and I'm going to say it wrong. So just, we'll just let that lay there. Um, Hakma or Hikma, and it's a feminine noun. So here you have Christ, who is male, who is personified in the feminine. And this makes sense because I, I don't want anybody to freak out. Jesus is, was masculine, but understanding he had feminine in him, not because he's confused and we have all these weird gender things, but because God is neither male nor female, but engenders both. And I have a whole book that's coming out on this. We're going to study that in this book. It's God, male and female, and it's there to heal our perspective of God in the masculine and feminine, because if we're ever going to be healed in our hearts in our masculinity and femininity um, and all the gender issues and then all the sexuality issues that come and all of that kind of stuff. It's going to be because God is reflecting who he slash she is and us in his image and likeness to be healed are tracking with what that looks like. And it's gorgeous, right? Um, so it's astounding mystery that the masculine Christ is uh, carries the femininity. Um, he died for all humanity, masculine and femininity and feminine. So that's, that's an enigma. I'll just put a little plug for the book. It's not out yet. It will be out. I don't know yet. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of working on some finishing time. I keep on thinking I'm done. And then there's something more <laughs> he shows me. So it'll be out when it's supposed to be out. But I want to point out to you, his delight in you as at male, female, whatever. And because the language that is highlighting all this dancing that's going on. This is revelry, right? Um, the master artist playfully rejoices, right? And um, this is revelry, hap so happy with what he had made, like just finding his delight, right? Finding his delight in the children of men. Apparently you are so beautiful, so delightful in your, however you represent masculine femininity um, uh, that, you are his delight. Uh, let's go to Zephaniah 317. This is a lot of people's happy scripture. So let's just get happy even more. I'm reading this from the ESV. It says, the Lord, your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. That is good news because we need saving. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will and will quiet you by his love. He will exult over you with loud singing. And this is just how he feels about you. And he's not like subtle about it. You know, he's not stiff upper lip about it. He is just loud and boisterous. Um, you know, the word rejoice is the Hebrew word gil. And it means at its root to spin around on the influence, influence of any violent emotion. So this is God unchained with his delight in you. As he's saving you, as he's saving you, like all these ways of being that are really gross that need to go, like we can agree. Think about something you like, I hate that. I hate that about how I'm presenting. Ugh, hate it. Yeah, that he's after that. Why? Because it doesn't look like love, right? 
but you look like love. So much so he's unchained in his rejoicing over you. He's not just rejoicing, but he's rejoicing with gladness, right? So it's not like I have to rejoice because I, my fruit of my spirit is joy. So it's part of my job description. So I'm obligated. No, he's happy about his job in rejoicing over you, quieting you with his love. Every part of you that says, I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I'm gross. I'm I'm less than. I'm evil. I'm not enough. I'm stupid. I'm, um, you know, I'm weird. I'm whatever there is about you that you are having problems with you. Or maybe genuinely, it's like, this is a really ugly way of being. You're jealous. You're um, doing addictions and compulsions. You're hurting people. Yeah, he's after that. You better believe it. It's not worthy of you. He will exalt over you with loud singing. He's exulting like, ah, this is my son. This is my loud singing, right? He's spinning around. This is God. This is God who is crazy about his kids. And he's not embarrassed about it. He's not embarrassed to show it, to show his delight. And so I just, you know, whatever you need to do to quiet and settle And ask the Lord how he feels about you and let it settle deep. And you may need to go past multiple layers in your, uh, in, in, in your being inside to really hear the voice of God, because a lot of us have a lot of static, right? Whether that's, um, just the lies that you hear about yourself, that you tell yourself that you've learned about yourself, whether it's any kind of demonic overlay, whatever you call that. I don't really care theologically what that is, but if it doesn't sound like love, it's not God. And so you just need to tell it to shut up in Jesus name. (laughs) And sometimes you need to tell yourself to shut up. It's like, shut up, quit, quit being nasty. There is no condemnation in Christ. So you condemning yourself, you hating yourself, you know, having an emotion is one thing, but giving yourself voice to uh to the agree you can say i feel this way about myself help heal me yeah that's just being honest i feel this way i i don't believe that you delight in me how can you delight in me i hate myself or i hate this about myself well just bring that to the lord because you're bringing it to be healed but to fight him as if it's truth and you have the cap on truth and like you need to actually inform him about what truth is okay so that's prideful it's arrogant and it's stupid so knock it off <laughs> and we need to do this with ourselves sometimes, right? We need to say, yeah, I don't feel this. I, I don't, you know, I know this is what you say, but I'm not feeling it. Help me to feel it. Help me to feel it. Help me to get over my self-hatred or my self-loathing or my self, my insecurities and all these things I hold against myself. Help heal my heart there. And he will, he's faithful. He is just And he wants you to rest in his delight right where you are with all your big, fat, hot, hot mess. Um, Let him love you and delight. It's from that place where you will find healing from the place of his acceptance. Well, you will, you will accept and embrace yourself from the place of his, when you have his acceptance and his love and his delight, where you find your security. And then you can present to people in ways that are delightful right? Insecure people are, are just hard and, 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 um, they're kind of a pain in the butt. And I, I, I have compassion on it because I, I was the queen of insecurity for years. 
oh my God, I'm so glad to be healed and delivered. And I worked hard. I worked hard to to rest in his acceptance and let him wipe away everything and heal trauma and heal rejection, heal abuse and heal all this kind of stuff so that I could rest in his delight and have that. Yeah, that's a real thing. So I can preach it honestly because you can get there from here. And there's always more. There's always more. There, there are times that we offend ourselves with our own behavior. There's times that, that you know, and so sometimes we need to forgive ourselves and to settle down in his delight so we can cooperate more and more uh, with who he says we are and and embrace ourselves from that place. And that's the place as we're being unveiled as sons and daughters, where we're actually contributing to other people. We're releasing life. He delights in you. He adores in you. He adores you. Um, let him adore you. Let him delight in you, right? Let him revel in you. Uh, the word of God says he's ravished with your beauty. Um, uh, let him do that for he is Lord, right? And that may, that's a healing process. If you've been abused, that might be really hard. Well, he wants to heal that because the truth is being a beautiful, powerful person, um, you can be safe and secure in that and not exploited in it. And, and, and the world tends to exploit, right? And so it's, it, that, that can be a thing, but you don't have to be stuck there. You can be healed. Let him delight in you. He's safe. He's love, and he's the one that heals your heart so you can see how delightful you are. And 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 others can delight in you because, you know, they're beautiful people that you just adore. They're delightful because they're themselves, and you get to be that. Anyway, I hope this has been a blessing for you today. Um, I'd share this with someone who needs it. There's so many people who are, are suffering uh, in their self-image. And we all need this healing of God's delight. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.